Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you talking Islanders hockey in mid-August. But yeah, I love it. This is uh, by far the best August the Islanders have ever had as we prepare for game four tonight between the Islanders and the Washington Capitals. Islanders going for the sweep. We will discuss the game, what we can expect, some of the things that the Islanders do need to work on, and we will also uh, break down what's made them so successful. A couple of unsung Islanders that have been contributing to the team's success. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more coming up on today's show. Don't forget, if there's something that's on your mind, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, uh, as long as it's Islanders related, send us your name, where you're from, and we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that is on your mind. Also, you could follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars NYRVSNYI, and we'll keep you up to date on the latest Islanders news and happenings. By the way, just so you know, uh, our shows go live Monday through Friday, just after midnight, uh, around 12.30 uh, a.m., and so uh, if you're a late-night person, you could listen to it the night before, but I, I, I set it up that way, basically, so people who go to work early and are commuting can listen to the show on their way to work without any difficulty. So uh, just to let you know when the show goes live on most podcasters, it's around uh, 12.22 a.m. every uh, Monday through Friday. All right, Islanders up three to nothing right now. A quote from Brock Nelson uh, with regard to this that he made on Monday afternoon. Obviously, we've got ourselves in a good spot, but the work isn't done yet. And that is no question about it. Absolutely true. Islanders really need to finish the Capitals off, and Washington is not the kind of team that you can take for granted even being down 3 nothing. When you've got a talented player like Alexander Ovechkin on your roster, uh, I remember covering a playoff series about a decade ago between the Capitals and the Rangers. Rangers were up 3-1, and uh, we did a scrum with Alexander Ovechkin, who basically said, you think this is over? This isn't over. 
and the Capitals came back, won the series in seven. Now, I'm not trying to say that that's going to happen now. Uh, and 3 nothing is different than 3-1. I'm just saying you obviously have to know that this isn't going to necessarily be easy. Now, the Cap- Capitals have not uh, played great hockey in the first three games of this series. And I think, you know, the layoff is a strange thing. The fact that nobody was playing hockey between, let's say, March 12th and July 30th. Uh, okay, maybe there was an exhibition game around July 27th, give or take a day. But you had a four-month period where, you know, nobody was really playing hockey. And as a result, uh, you know, this is a, a, a different situation than what we're used to. And then for the teams like the Capitals who were in that round robin, they had an exhibition game. Then they had three other games that really counted just a little bit. Uh, whereas the Islanders had the one exhibition game with the Rangers, then come out and play, you know, best of five series, win or go home against the Panthers. I think the Islanders were a little bit more ready for this series than the Washington Capitals. But I, the other factor that I think makes the difference is how the Islanders really have been a better coached unit than both the Panthers and now the Capitals. The The thing about the Islanders that I think is so beneficial to this team, they play a certain way, they know they have to play that way to win, and they, you know, that hasn't changed. So, you know, you heard them say, hey, we fall back on our system. And that is the bottom line. That is the bottom line. Barry Trotz also uh, delivering a message to fans. I know our fans on Long Island have been fantastic, sending us a lot of social media stuff. We can really get back behind that. Just want to thank them for that. So a uh, little thank you from the coach. Oh, and by the way, I love this story. Uh, Islander fans put up a GoFundMe page. They raised $3,587 to have a plane with the banner behind it that says, Let's Go Islanders, fly around the arena in Toronto uh, to show support for the Islanders. They were able to raise that money in less than 24 hours. And there are 157 donors at least, who have uh, given money for that cause, for the Let's Go Islanders banner to fly over downtown Toronto and the Scotiabank Arena during the Stanley Cup playoffs. So Islander fans find a way. And uh, that is definitely, you know, just a nice touch. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's, uh, you know, oh my gosh, make or break kind of news, but I think it's a great little story and and a great touch. And the Islanders, realistically, just getting ready for that final game. And, you know, Brock Nelson, again, obviously trying to close a team out. It's one of the toughest things. They're going to come hard, and we have to raise our level to finish the job. The work isn't done yet. And, you know, again, that comes back to coaching. And Barry Trotz has this team understanding, can't can't take your foot off the gas, can't start easing up, 
you got to still play the game that you know how to play in order to finish this series off. And that's discipline. That's not letting the team get overconfident. You know, don't let them get too high when they're doing well. Don't let them get too low when they're playing poorly. And right now, the Islanders are playing well for the most part. And they are ready. Now, the Capitals still don't know about Nicholas Backstrom, whether he'll be available for game four. But at the end of the day, uh, either way, the Islanders have to be ready and prepared for this game and to try to uh, end things. And uh, here's a, a, a quote from Jean-Gabriel Pajot. When we win the game, they are getting frustrated. That's just the way we want to play, obviously. We know they're going to come uh, with a lot of frustration, so we'll need a lot of urgency in our game. So here are the Islanders ahead talking about urgency and competition and challenges. And that, folks, is a reflection of the good coaching that Barry Trotz is doing for this team. All right, we've got our Islanders' birthday of the day. We'll have a little bit more of a preview of Game 4, plus some of the things the Islanders could do better. I know it's hard to criticize a team that's up three games to none, but there's a few things the team needs to work on. We'll talk about that and a lot, and some unsung Islander heroes from the first three games. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Trying to buy auto parts is not an easy thing, especially for someone like me who doesn't know a heck of a lot about cars. You go up to the counter and there's a guy back there and you tell him what you need and he picks the parts based on what he's got and you never know what the price is going to be. But you could solve that problem by heading over to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone. They are reliably low. And rockauto.com always offers the best prices possible rather than giving a different price for a mechanic versus a do-it-yourselfer. Rockauto.com is for everyone. It does not require membership or an account login. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Their catalog is unique and easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, let's talk a little bit about some of the unsung heroes on this Islanders team so far through seven playoff games. And again, the Islanders are a, you know, six and one in those seven games. Uh, You know, guys who may not be getting a lot of attention, but I think are playing an important role. First of all, question, who's leading the Islanders in plus minus through seven games? You might think Bavillier or... uh, you know, you, you, you might think of Anders Lee or Brock Nelson, so many players doing such a good job, uh, but it's not Barzal, it's not Bavillier, and it's not Nelson. The, the leading plus-minus getter on the New York Islanders right now, quietly, Nick Letty. Seven games, he is a plus-seven. Has only one point, a goal, in seven games, but quietly, uh, a plus seven and getting the job done. And how about another player 
uh, two players on defense who I am going to mention. Scotty Mayfield. He is a plus five, has only one assist, but he's averaging a little bit over 19 minutes a game. He is just making some smart defensive plays and, you know, blocking shots consistently game in and game out. And I like the game that Scotty Mayfield has been playing. And then there's Andy Green, only averaging 17 minutes a game, but in six games, one assist, but a plus six. And really, again, not getting a lot of attention, but getting the job done. And that is, to me, you know, one of those guys who knows his role and gets it done, and, and, and that's what you need. And of course, uh, again, Adam Pellick, to me, yeah, two assists, no goals yet in this playoff, but uh, 21 minutes a game and really finding ways to make things work. Jean-Gabriel Pajot, especially in the face-off circle, yeah, he's got five points in seven games, but you know, kills penalties well, getting the job done in the face-off circle, and it shows. It really does show that, you know, he is really making a difference. When the Islanders traded for him, I was skeptical at first about the deal, mostly because I was concerned that they gave up too much for him. Well, I was less concerned once they signed him to the contract extension. That goes without saying. Uh, because instead of, you know, paying all that for a rental player, they were paying, you know, giving up all those draft picks for a guy who was going to stick around. But at the end of the day, Islander fans have to be happy with what he's added to the third line. And his presence has helped bring out the best in Derek Brassard as well. And then you add either Tom Cunackle, who played for most of the Florida series, and then you add Leo Komarov, who's been getting most of the ice time in the Capital series, and that third line is A, no longer a liability, and B, able to produce enough offense that it, it just helps this team and makes it tougher for opposing coaches to figure out the best way to attack the Islanders and to check them and to match lines with them. So those are a few players that I have seen kind of under the radar play very well, and Islander fans have to be pleased about that. Another guy who obviously is getting the job done, and and that is Simeon Varlamov. And right now, in the playoffs, 6-1, and one, a 9.32 save percentage, and a 1.71 goals against average. Those numbers are the kind of numbers you need to go on a long playoff run. And in seven games, Simeon Varlamov has allowed more than two goals just once. You do that, even a team where which struggles offensively like the Islanders. Look at what they did in game three. And look at what they did in game one. They win two to one. You've given up two goals a game or less, you can win three, two, two, one, one, nothing. And the Islanders are equipped, quite honestly, to do that. It requires them to get excellent goaltending. And right now, 
they are getting it. And uh, here's what Anders Lee had to say about the performance by Simeon Varlamov. Look, it's huge. You've got a goalie like Varley back there. He's quick. He's seeing the puck now, kicking out rebounds. It puts a lot of confidence in us in front of him. A lot of credit goes out to him and our defensive core for blocking shots, boxing guys out, and not giving them those second chances, those rebounds, the extra pucks, clearing those out of the way. When things break down in front of him, Varley has stood really tall. And things haven't broken down in front of him too much. You had that big Varana breakaway and rebound in overtime. That, to me, is one of the more glaring ones. But overall, the Islanders' defense has been pretty solid, and Varlamov has done a great job of sort of cleaning things up behind that defense and setting the Islanders up for success. So, so far, so good uh, for the Islanders. Not going to be easy to close it out, but we still have our Islanders' birthday of the day, plus a preview of Game 4, all that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, we are back. Time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. It's a day late, but yesterday uh, was the 46, uh, 44th birthday, excuse me, for former Islanders left wing Eric Bolton, the native of Halifax, Nova Scotia, originally drafted, believe it or not, by the Rangers in the ninth round of the 1994 draft, made his NHL debut with the Buffalo Sabres in 2000-2001, played for the Sabres, the Atlanta Thrashers, the Devils, and the Islanders during his lengthy NHL career. Always a fourth-line guy, a tough guy, played in 654 NHL games, scoring 31 goals, and 79 points while accumulating 1,421 penalty minutes. Joined the Islanders for the 2012-2013 season and was with them through the 2015-2016 campaign. We're going to look back at one of Bolton's better offensive games. We'll take you to October, excuse me, to April 2nd. 2015 at the Nationwide Arena in Columbus. Islanders going with Yaroslav Halak in goal up against Sergei Bobrovsky of the Blue Jackets in this one. And it was Eric Bolton, the, the Islanders' birthday of the day, getting things started. He scored at 254 to give the Islanders a 1-0 lead, assist to Casey Sezikis and Nick Letty. The Blue Jackets answered back Brandon Dubinsky, his 11th, from Dalton Prout and Artem Anisimov at 7.06. After 20 minutes, we were even at 1. Islanders took a 2-1 lead in the second period. Early on, John Tavares, his 35th, from Johnny Boychuk and Nick Letty at 2.03. And after two periods, the Islanders had a 2-1 lead. They increased it to 3-1 in the opening minute of the third Ryan Strom is 17th from Travis Hamanick and John Tavares, and the Islanders looked like they were in the driver's seat. But Jack Johnson got his 8th from Nick Foligno and Scott Hartnell at 11.08, and Ryan Johansson tied it with 3 minutes and 43 seconds left in regulation with his 26th. 
Cam Atkinson and David Savard get the assists. Nobody scores in overtime, but uh, in the shootout, Mark Letestu and Ryan Johansson score for Columbus. Franz Nielsen and Kyle Laposo could not score for the Islanders. So in this one, Columbus skated away with a 4-3 victory. But for Bolton, our birthday boy, uh, Eric Bolton, with a goal, three shots on goal in just nine minutes and two seconds of ice time in this one. As far as multiple point games go, Nick Letty, the only one. Uh, well, he had a pair of assists, and John Tavares had a goal and an assist in this one. Johnny Boychuk a plus two, and Kyle Oposo leading the Islanders with six shots on goal in this one. Yaroslav Halak, 36 saves. The Islanders outshot in this one, 39 to 28. So a shootout loss, 4-3 to Columbus back on April 2nd, 2015. But a goal, which was not a common thing for Eric Bolton, the uh, fourth-line enforcer. But in this game, he gets his goal, and uh, we wish him a very happy 44th birthday. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. All right, so the one thing the Islanders really, I think, more than anything need to work on is special teams. The power play has been so-so, but the penalty kill has really been bad. Uh, opposing teams are scoring on 28% of their power play opportunities. Out of the 24 teams that qualified for the postseason, the Islanders are 22nd in postseason power uh, penalty killing. And that is just, again, not going to get the job done. For whatever reason, opposing teams seem to be getting a lot of room down low to move the puck around, and it is costing the Islanders dearly. Hopefully, they can right that ship. It is something that if they want to make a long playoff run, they've got to do. Now, remember, uh, if the Islanders close out this series, that just gets them back to where they were a year ago, winning the first round and then heading into the second. Because, you know, we have the extra round in the playoffs this year, uh, with the play-in round, but there's still 16 teams left. This is the technically the opening round of the playoffs. So Islanders, one win away from matching last year's finish, hoping to go on beyond that, without a doubt. All right, just a little bit of news here. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom will be evaluated to, uh, today after the morning skate, and uh, Todd Reardon, the coach of the Capitals, basically saying, uh, I have to see how he did today, and we'll take it day by day. This is a quote from Monday, yesterday. But yes, we will 100% be having a morning skate tomorrow, and uh, I'll be able to update more as we go along from there. The Capitals, by the way, have not been swept since 2011. That's nine years ago when the Lightning did it to them. They have never in their history, ever overcome a 3-0 deficit to win a series. In fact, uh, only four teams in the history of the NHL have ever, ever overcome a 3-0 deficit to win a best-of-seven series. The first one happened back in 1942 in a series between the Maple Leafs and the Red Wings. The second one, you may remember, the 1975 New York Islanders, 
uh, coming back to defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins during the Islanders' first ever playoff run. Islanders need to keep doing what they're doing, and that is outplaying the Capitals five on five. The Capitals also, one thing that has really hurt them, they have not gotten in front of the Islanders' net, and they do not have any depth scoring from their bottom six forwards. And it looks like Reardon is, you know, not doesn't believe that those bottom six scorers can get the job done for his team. Right now, the Islanders have the Capitals guessing and shooting from the perimeter and further away from the goal most of the time. And that, folks, makes the Islanders, that is a recipe for success. We hope they will be able to continue that later on tonight. So, game four tonight. Enjoy it. We'll be back tomorrow with a full review of the game and analysis as to why the outcome was the way it was. Enjoy it tonight. Have a great night. And that wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL. They'll cover everything going on in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Have a great day. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.